Hello, and welcome to On the Turf, hosted by three guys who have never been on the turf. My name is Arjun Ryan. I'm Sri Kanda. And I'm Rohan Patel. And it's been a while since all three of us were together. Last week, we tried something different. We did Bets of the Week, which you guys seem to like. So we'll be bringing back content like that. But it's, it's good to have uh, both of you guys back. Oh, um, I know thanks, you guys man. did an episode a couple weeks ago without me. Um, so I decided to do something on my own. And maybe we'll <laughs> see where that goes. Um, but we had a great Week 13. Um, probably the best slate of games on paper that we had. And we learned a lot about which teams are contenders and which teams are not. Um, and, you know, obviously we had some injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo on the Niners. Graham, if you're listening, sorry. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> tough year, it seems, for the Niners. Um, we'll see what they do with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. But <laughs> let's kick it off. 1 o'clock, Shuri. The Vikings won yet another one-score game by the skin of their teeth against the Jets, 27-22. to 22. Mike White... Over nearly 400 yards, he played really well, nearly 60 pass attempts, but two picks. Neither of them were really his fault um, from watching the game and a rush touchdown to, to boot. But the Jets could not get it done in the red zone despite a good defensive performance in that second half. Are you really confident in the Vikings three going forward? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like the Vikings, the story's been the same, right? Like they either get off to a good start or, you know, they come back in the fourth quarter. They're just never consistent you know, throughout the game. And I feel like that's happened for the entire year. And it happened in the entirety of last year as well. It's just that this year, the Vikings are just winning their games. I think that honestly, like the offensive performance right out of the gate, like I saw the score, it was like 20 to zero or something like that, or 20 to three. And I was like, it'll be fine. Like we're chilling. Cause I was at a debate tournament. Right. And I didn't really check the score. And then after the game, <laughs> Thanks, after, after my round, I, ch- I checked the, I checked the score. And I see it's like, it's a one score game. And I'm like, all right, whatever. At least we won. Right. But I feel like, you know, against the Jets defense, if the Vikings came out, you know, offensively, like with a pretty good start and they and they're able to, you know, continue that. I don't think anyone's really stopping this Vikings offense, but, you know, they just got to be consistent with it. But to answer your question, I'm not entirely confident with the Vikings yet. Yeah, so nothing's really changed about the Vikings then. (laughs) Sure, but I think that what you have to give the Vikings is the fact that they keep finding a way to win these close games. At the end of the day, I mean... The only two games that they have lost, granted they have been like blowout losses, were to teams like like cream of the crop teams, the Eagles and the Cowboys, which are teams that are, I think, consensus top five teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and yes, you can say like, yeah, they are they are winning these close games, they are one score games, but like you said, this is a team that's now finding a way to win those close games, those one score games, and I think that's. It's like they've done too much of it for me to think that it's inconsistent. That it's like this is just a that is just uh, lucky, right? So I think that I, I do think that the, the Vikings are legit. Um, if they do run into the Cowboys or the Eagles in the playoffs, that will be obviously very tough. But I think that they are a hard out for any team, regardless. Yeah, to me, I mean, this Vikings team. I don't want to say that they're. I don't think they're as bad or as mediocre as the twenty twenty Steelers or twenty twenty one Cardinals. I think. They're certainly capable of winning a playoff game, especially yeah, in, yeah. A, in a weaker NFC. But I don't think this team is a 10 and 2 team in terms of no, I think as, they as, are. as much respect as are. that record commands. I think they are. I mean, I think they like this is why they overhaul their coaching staff, right? Is to get an offense like this, and the offense is clicking. But I, I just think like with this many one score games, with this many things going their way, at some point, they will regress to the mean. Like this, what, but when it's we're, I mean, we're, it's, yeah, it's the regular five season. Games left in the year, in the regular season, I'm sure they they will probably win the NFC North next week with a win. Um, if they beat the Lions, and if not next week, it'll be the following week. 
Um, so this team will win the NFC North, and this team will have a home playoff game and likely one of the top two seeds in the conference, probably two. I think they have that locked in at this point. Um, but do I think they can go far in the postseason? I don't have much confidence in them. But we were just talking about the Eagles. They had a really a big statement win against the Titans, winning 35-10. to 10. Um, A.J. Brown revenge game, two touchdowns. He went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts. He, he, got, he got the Titans GM fired. He did get the Titans GM fired <laughs> earlier, right, earlier today, so. um, which was a big move and surprising one. Um, but really, tale of two teams here. I think the Eagles showed that they are a contender in all phases of the game, shut down whatever Titans offense was there, and really offensively, Jalen Hurts is putting himself at the top, in my opinion, of that MVP race with that performance. I mean, come on. He has three total turnovers all season. And he's putting on four touchdown games like that. He's playing lights out and showing how much of a progression he's taken this season. On the other side with the Titans, it's showing again that you know they can beat, they can compete with some of these top flight teams like the Chiefs, but when it comes to these teams that really give the knockout punch like the Bills and the Eagles, they simply can't compete with them and they get blown out. Um, so I think there's, as we knew, this Titans team has a ceiling, but the Eagles... I think this is, especially with the the Niners quarterback injury, the sky's really the limit for the Eagles at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. I think for me, I personally have like four takeaways for the Titans. Like, first of all, I think that without Traylon Burks, this offense is going nowhere. Like, passing attack wise, I think Ryan Tannehill looked pretty miserable. Like, like coming back, you know, when you're down and you have to use that passing attack, the Titans just do not have it without that wide receiver. Second thing, like Derrick Henry, like he got stopped. They're obviously nothing without Derrick Henry. But the third thing that I personally think was kind of a letdown for me was their secondary. I know the Eagles, you know, wide receivers are probably one of the best offenses in the league. And those weapons that Jalen Hurts has was amazing. But, you know, at one point, you got to hold yourself accountable. Like when your offense can't do anything, I mean, you have to stop the defense or you have to like use that defense to, you know, create some big plays like they were doing in the past. Like this Viking, I mean, this Titan secondary, it's just, it's honestly like pretty good, but that they just didn't go to show for it at all. Um, but I'm, I, I think the Titans are still, can still make a run for, you know, the AFC playoff race. I think that they're probably going to win their division. And I think honestly, this is a team that can still contend for, you know, an AFC championship. But I think they're going to stop in the divisional, but that's just me. Um, that's just my take. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, the biggest thing I think, the first takeaway is that the Eagles are, that one loss against the Commanders, maybe like a few, what, did a close game against two after that? The Colts. Uh, the Colts. I think those are just, that was I mean, just no, a, a small I mean, no game's blip. easy in the NFL. Yeah, I think you're good. Might have been a small blip yeah. in the radar. This team is still so elite. Uh, like you said, I mean, I didn't realize he only had three turns on the season, but Jalen Hurts, for the the most important thing, is he's playing really efficient football. You know, he's doing what he needs to do, um, not making bad decisions with the football, and then running the ball obviously just provides us another huge, huge uh, dimension to this game. And that's completely in contrast to what you saw from the, the Titans. And that's if a team can shut down their run game, which, by the way, the Eagles shutting down Derrick Henry, I think, is a very, very big sign for the future because that's yeah. been the one Eagles like area yeah. that's been a bit of bit of concern is their run defense. Uh shutting down Derrick Henry is a good way to silence that concern. Um but for the Titans obviously this is a one dimensional team. Very much unlike the the Eagles. And if they can't run the ball, they can't win games. Granted, considering how good Derrick Henry is and how bad a lot of these run defenses are, like Shree said, I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. You know, if they get the right draw, they always play the. They always seem to play the Chiefs tough. Um, if they get a team like the Dolphins, who have a weak run defense, they can make some noise there as well. Um, 
just because of the physical style they play, I think they're never an easy out. But for them, it's just purely matchup based. If they go up against a team with a good run defense, it's 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 clips for them. They really can't do much. Now going to the final two matchups of Week 13. Um, these were the two we were most excited for. I think first one, Dolphins Niners. We have to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's tough to see. You know, we said this last season, but I think this is for real this time that that was the last game he'll play as a San Francisco yeah. 49er um, in this offense. And it's tough to see because Jimmy really had a chance. He was playing really good football this year, and they really had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, Brock Purdy played great, and the Dolphins, we'll get to the Dolphins side in a little bit. But with regards to the Niners first, um, do we? I, I think the ceiling for this Brock Purdy-led team is probably winning a playoff game. And the moment they face the Eagles or the Cowboys, this team may uh, may lose. What do you guys think of the the future for the Niners this this season? Yeah, um, I feel like if they play the Vikings, if they play the Seahawks, if they play the Bucks, if they play the Eagles, and if they play the Cowboys, I honestly think they're losing all of those. And that, that it's was just literally like that was that's, that's all, basically that was the entire. Yeah, so what they have to draw yeah, the yeah, entire. That's, 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 that's my point. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like. Like Arjun said, like a first round exit is pretty much inevitable for them. Like I feel like they're gonna make the playoffs because, you know, they're sitting at eight and four right now or something like that. So I feel like they'll make the playoffs for sure. But any other playoff team, like come playoff time, I feel like they're taking that loss for sure. I do think the defense I, can win them a game though. One yeah, game I, in the playoffs. I was gonna yeah. say I think that um This like, is the best yeah, defense. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's also okay, let's let's like Jimmy Garoppolo's a better quarterback than Brock Birdie. Yeah. Um and he like, obviously losing him hurts. I think it even hurts his personal career even more just because yeah. he was in line to get, I think, a very solid contract uh, coming off this year. And that's very disappointing to see because I'm sure a lot of teams would have liked him next year. But for the Niners this year, um, I think that, I was telling Arjun this, I think that if, I think you won't see a difference in their play in the regular season. I think that if they had Jimmy Garoppolo or if they had Brock Purdy, you will see the exact same result at the end of the regular season. Um, obviously, we don't know what the end of the regular season would have looked like with Jimmy G, but I'm assuming that it would have been around the same. That's because I think you'll see that A, uh, teams need to get some tape on Brock Purdy to find out how to adapt to him. B, uh, Shan- Kyle Shannon is one of the most innovative coaches in the league. I think you'll find a way to make this work. And C, like you said, I mean, the talent around Brock Purdy is really what, and the talent around what Jimmy, where Jimmy Garoppolo was, is, what, is what's made this 49ers team go. Obviously, the defense first uh, can shut people down. And then second, I mean, you have some of the some of the best yak or yards after catch players in the league: Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, McCaffrey. I mean, the job is already so easy. I think for that quarterback stepping in, that they can still make some noise. Um, I dropped the Niners in my power rankings a little bit, but looking back on it, I don't know. Maybe they didn't deserve that much of a drop because I really don't know how much of a drop off it will be from Garoppolo to Purdy as of now. I think the thing is for me that defense is legitimately one of the best defenses I've seen in recent, be- in recent or, years. Oh yeah, I argue the best this yeah, year as well. Easily the best this year and one of the best I've seen in recent years. I think this is even better than the twenty nineteen defense, which is how aggressive they play. Like Bosa was in his rookie year at that point. Now he's really coming to his own as in my opinion the defensive player of the year. Fred Warner's coming to his own. Dre Greenlaw. Wait, do we forget Micah Parsons? Huh? No, no, I'm not forgetting Micah Parsons. Okay. But I think Nick Bosa's making plays. You know, he's missed some games, but when he's on the field, he's he's making sure, an impact sure. equal to or, or greater than Micah Parsons. But that defense can win them games single-handedly. For me, like you said, we saw with this offense, even with Jimmy, we saw the Saints game a couple weeks ago. We saw the offense take some steps back even then and be a little streaky. 
my thing is is that I don't necessarily I think they could have a rougher finish to the regular season. They play teams like the Seahawks on Thursday night in a couple weeks. That could be that could be a, a division de- defining game right there. That could be tough for them. They play the Raiders, who are not easy as well. They play the Commanders. These are all teams that are hovering around the playoff race or near to but, it. But my thing is that unless the Niners go up against a good defense, I don't. I think the offense will always do just enough. But ultimately, you have to remember, this is not a veteran core. If it was a veteran quarterback who wasn't that great, I'd have more confidence. This is a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he played great in his first start, but it's still a rookie quarterback no, I, who, I, I, who, and once rookie quarterbacks face good coaches, coaches like Pete Carroll, for example, who've been in this league longer yeah. than any of us have been alive. That's fair. That's fair. Like, it could be different. Yeah. But shout out Brock Purdy. It's shout out Brock Purdy. That's, 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 I, I, not, that's my Phoenix guy. He's I, from Arizona. I hope he succeeds. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. The the cards aren't really in his favor, but he has everything he needs to work with, really, that a quarterback yeah. could ask for. But let's move to the Dolphins really quick. We haven't really talked about that much. Tua has the worst game of the season easily. Throwing two picks, three turnovers total. For me, this is a tough game for the Dolphins. They've been on a win streak. They've been playing some bad teams, but I don't think there's too much you can take away from this team that much. They didn't have either of their two tackles against maybe the best pass rush in the league. So I think it was stacked against them from the beginning. This team, once it gets healthy, they'll still make the playoffs. They'll still be a force in the playoffs. Not quite a Super Bowl team, in my opinion, this year, um, but they're on the right track, and I don't think this is a game to suddenly panic about the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I was a little disappointed with the Dolphins' performance personally just because I've been really high on them all year. Um, I think that the biggest thing, I mean, my biggest concern was the fact that they couldn't even keep it close. You know, they were never really in that game in the second half. Um, like I said, they Tua got shut down. Granted, it was against the best defense in the NFL, but you would like to see at least a bit more. But what's more concerning for me is the defensive side of the ball. I think that that's been something we've overlooked a bit with the Dolphins, is that their defense has not been great in any way. Um, They've played easy teams with bad defenses, which means their offense has gone lights out, but their defense has been something that's never been never been super great. I mean, they, they uh, against the Texans, they kind of fell apart in the second half. They gave up a few touchdowns. The Bears. Uh, the Bears really, I mean, Justin Fields really lit them up, yeah. um, but it was overshadowed by the fact that Tua was even better. Um, but I'm concerned that when they do play these good defensive teams, uh, or sorry, when they do play these good defensive teams, yeah, when they do play these good defensive teams and the offense struggles a little bit, the defense might not be able to keep up in these in, the, in, in those types of games. And that's my real concern for the rest of the season in the playoffs, and that's something to keep an eye out for. Let's move to the <laughs> final game, Bengals-Chiefs, AFC Championship oh rematch. We know, we know all the hype going into this game. All right, wait, wait, before you talk, you know, last week... The podcast is supposed to release, right? But like because of technical difficulties, we weren't able to put it out there. It it was a software's fault. It wasn't my fault. All right. The point I'm I'm trying to make is that Rohan and Arjun were all in on the Chiefs. I can't go against Patrick. Okay. Okay. Wait. wait, I can't bet against Patrick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did I say last week? Objection. I said. I said said (laughs) two things. I said that one, Patrick Mahomes against Joe Burrow. I'm taking Joe Burrow. Second thing I said, Joe Burrow is him. And look what happened. The Bengals I, I won. Like, Shree. I feel like Shree, Shree, Shree is like... Shree's I took the Bengals... She said like 50% of those things. Yeah. And then just like... <laughs> you get, the thing is, none of us... We can't prove it. Yeah, we we yeah. can't prove you wrong no. is the issue. Uh, <laughs> no, I wish no, I could okay, prove it. No, okay, but wait. I'd like to defend myself real quick. I am not quick. lying. I'd like to defend myself. All right. You guys know I love Joe Burrow. But like, <laughs> I've been beaten go. too many times by Patrick Mahomes that I refuse to pick against him. So... 
Yes. I sure I would love to pick I would I wanted to pick the Bengals last week. But I can't because I pick up Patrick Mahomes, then what the hell am I doing anymore? <laughs> no, like I, the man dude. has indoctrinated me into picking him because I picked no, against him so guys, many times. Guys, like like I said last year, I know this Bengals team better than you. Like oh I my, picked oh them. Sure, <laughs> like you don't think that Shree's like a member of this team. You yeah. think like Shree's like a little staff assistant yeah. or something. Bro, what do you know this no, Bengals team? Shree's like, like, I know what this team's I, capable of. We I do, I do. Morning. And that's why I picked them to beat the Chiefs. It's like he's having breakfast with yeah. Joe Burrow yeah. or something. <laughs> okay. Burrow won against Mahomes three straight times in the calendar year. He's never lost to him. Look, I think I've been seeing power rankings this morning that have the Bengals at eight. And if you don't have the Bengals in the top five at this point, yeah. you are disrespecting this team. Blasphemy. I mean, I do not understand the disrespect for this team. And I, I'll go a step further. Why did everyone suddenly crown Josh Allen and Patrick Holmes the Manning and Brady of this era? There's only one, there's a quarterback that they're forgetting in that matchup who's actually made it to the Super Bowl, and that's Joe Burrow. I mean, let's be real here. Joe Burrow. More than Josh Allen. I don't want to make this a Bills versus the Bengals thing, but... We will get a Bills versus Bengals. We will get that in a couple weeks, and I'm very excited for that. But Joe Burrow has accomplished more than Josh Allen has to this point. Yes, Josh Allen makes the, the splashy plays, and he's you know an athletic monster, but Joe Burrow is showing a mastery of this game that we haven't really seen for many other players other than Patrick Mahomes. Here's my thing. I think when people talk about the Mahomes-Brady, or sorry, the, the Manning-Brady with and relating that to... Mahomes and Allen. I think that what what's what you have to really look at there is more so the fact that these two guys are reinventing the game. I mean, Mahomes and Allen are doing things that you don't see um, normally from a quarterback, and that's why I think they're going to be the, the the figureheads of the AFC for the next few years. Um, and that that's going to allow Joe Burrow to go under the radar and beat these two guys whenever they face him. I think I think Joe Burrow, his comp is Philip Rivers. Come on, oh, come on! He's, what? He's gonna be. Oh he's gosh. gonna be a very no. Okay, he's not. He's he gonna, made it to the Super Bowl. Phil Rivers never made it to the he's Super be, Bowl. He's better than Philip Rivers. Don't get me wrong. He's better than Philip Rivers. Why is that? His but he will be the little brother in that in that conference. He will be. If the anything, one, Justin Herbert is the new Philip Rivers of the, the NFL, I mean, yeah, which actually yeah, makes sense. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I'm trying to say is that he's like the third best quarterback I think for a very very long time in the conference, but he's never gonna be able to break through because there's people above him. Um, I, I just, I, I think, look, I'm a Steelers fan, and I have to respect Joe Burrow's game at this point. No, He's listen, playing. I respect Joe Burrow's game, but he, my issue is that I think that, first of all, the Bengals fluked their way into a Super Bowl last year. Oh, come I on. Think, come I, on. I, come on. I, I, dude. Listen, I mean, the, the the Chiefs and Bills overall have looked better this year than the Bengals. You can't I disagree. That. I disagree. You can't know. Okay, let me get, let's get some context here, all right? The Bengals got to 0-2. Joe Burrow had appendicitis and had surgery a week before the season. <laughs> He was in the hospital for a week before the season. Dude, he was underweight coming into camp. He didn't play any snaps in preseason or training camp. His first snaps were in week one against the Steelers, a division rival, where he threw four picks. Since, I, I told you guys this, after week two, since that game in week two against the Cowboys, Joe Burrow has been playing at an extremely high level like a top five quarterback. I mean, I, I just... Sure. I, I, no, I, wait, he, he's, play, he's playing like a top five quarterback, but what the issue is is that... There's other, there's like two other top five quarterbacks, and those are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Josh Allen, you've seen Josh Allen in two games this season already against the Vikings and the Jets. When in the clutch, he is folded first. Yeah, Joe Burrow's such but a. Joe Burrow we, has we, never folded in the clutch. Okay, but now that's Pat. I mean, you can't, you can't. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying it goes saying Mahomes. It goes Mahomes, Burrow, then Allen. So before we talk about our final segment, uh, let's move over to just two games in Week 14 that are really important for the AFC playoff race. We have a. 
couple of really important games. We want to highlight these two. First one, we saw this earlier this season, divisional matchup, Jets at Bills. Uh, yeah. Mike White now says Zach Wilson. This team, Zach Wilson beat this team. Well, I don't know if Zach Wilson beat this team, but the Jets beat <laughs> the, the Bills with Zach Wilson. In spite of Zach Wilson. <laughs> earlier this season, um, as we just talked about. The Bills are four, favored by nine and a half in this game, which is a lot to a Jets team that, yeah, they lost last week, but I think as losses go, that was a pretty good loss. I think you saw some good things from Mike White. Mm-hmm. Um, this defense is still playing really well and really especially after a rough first half, they pulled themselves together in the second half and shut down the Vikings. I really like the Jets against the spread. I'm going to pick the Bills to win just because I think it's at home for the Bills. They really need this win. The Bills have been playing well these past couple games. But nine and a half points is a lot to give to a Jets team that is going to be contending for the wildcard race till the end, I think. Yeah, I would think I'm of the exact same. I, or like, yeah, I think I'm the exact same thought process as you. I think that the line is definitely too heavy in favor of the Bills. I think this Jets team does put up a fight in pretty much every single game. But, again, this is a really good game for the Bills. Uh, They got it at home in Buffalo, which is always a big plus for them. Um, It'll be interesting to see how Mike White fares against this defense. I think this is going to be a very good litmus test. Um, Obviously, you're coming in against a very, very good Bills defense who can shut down the run, who do have that top cornerback. Trey White is finally starting to be a consistent part of their defense again after coming off injury. Um, so that should be a good test, I think, for this team to see where this offense really, really stands. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you will see the Bills win. Um, they are simply the better overall team. Yeah, I'll agree and disagree. Uh, I think the Bills, you know, they're going to take this one. But I think, um, but like in terms of disagreeing with you, I think they're actually going to win um, by over nine and a half. Uh, just because, you know, Ooh. it's at home. I-, I trust Josh Allen. I think Stefan Dix is going to cook Sauce Gardner. And I honestly, no one's, no, no one's oh, cooking no sauce. One cooks sauce though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think Stefan Diggs, like what he did last time, you know, I think he had like, come on, I don't remember the stats, but, you know, I think he won that matchup last time. So um, I, I think the Bills are just going to be dominant. It's, I don't really have a good reason for it. I just, I just have a feeling. So I'm going to take the Bills. All right. Well, well Shree's, apparently Shree's feelings, yeah. Shree's intuitions <laughs> happen to be right. So it worked that one time. So um, Herman, maybe, maybe bet the Bills. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next game we want to spotlight, also in the AFC. Both teams coming off a loss that we just talked about. Miami Dolphins facing off against Los Angeles Chargers. The line right now is a point and a half for Miami. Um, I, I actually more. I, I actually like the Chargers at this. Really? I, I do. It's at home for the Chargers, which means yeah, <laughs> That means nothing. But, um, you know, it means that they don't have to travel at least halfway across the country. <laughs> Miami, I'm assuming they're likely staying in the West Coast after playing in San Fran this past week. Um, but for the Chargers, I think Justin Herbert's going to have to pull it together. He is succeeding, and despite his his team, his coaching route, his coaching staff, his defense, his defense injuries. injuries. I mean, that's why I think he's really the Philip Rivers because yeah, he, he's fair, putting fair, this fair. team on his back and fair. more. Um, Raiders game last week was entirely predictable because it was a Raiders team who's playing really well offensively. Defense couldn't stop anything. Justin Herbert tried to put, heroically put it together in the end, but he doesn't have enough. Yeah. But he'll likely get Mike Williams back. Um, this is a Dolphins team like that we talked about. Struggled on defense. I think yeah. it'll be a shootout, but I like Justin Herbert. Um, this is also a really fun storyline because the Miami Dolphins were between Tua and Justin Herbert in that draft. Tua went five. Justin went six. We'll see who's, who's, uh, so who's the better. I know for Miami and Chargers, especially Miami fans, this is a big game for them just to prove that they picked the right quarterback. 
Um, but two of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. But I, I like the the Los Angeles Chargers at this. I don't know. I think I'm going to take the Dolphins and I take their line as well, just because. I mean, this is at the end of the day, this is a more complete team. I, I know I went in the Dolphins defense just a minute ago, but the Chargers defense is playing worse, which is very disappointing considering the talent that they have. Um, first off, I think that you'll see the Dolphins are able to be a lot more two-dimensional. They're going to be able to run the ball a lot better with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. That's one of the big weaknesses for this Chargers team. Um, and you can see that they just let Josh Jacobs run all over them, which he's been tending to do a lot. But especially last week, that was that was very visible. Um, then, I mean, they're, I mean, no, nowhere in this Chargers defense is, is there a bright spot. I mean, the entire defense has not looked good. Derek Carr, uh, I mean, Devontae Adams torched them two last week for two touchdowns. Now they have to face Jalen Waddle and Tyree yeah. Kill, um, which isn't a good matchup. I think this Dolphins team, this is a get-right game for them, and their offense will put up a lot of points. And it'll be the same story. I think Justin Herbert will keep pace for a while, but at the end of the day, it's going to be too little um, because his defense is simply not holding up their end of the bargain. I mean, I, I will say really quickly for the Chargers, this is... They can afford to lose this, but after this, they really can't afford to lose anything if they want to stay in the playoff race. So this is a big game for them as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly, I just feel like... Bro, I, I don't even go good reasons anymore. I'm just going by my instincts and feelings at this point. Um, but, you know... I, so what, in other words, you're saying you're entirely unprepared for the podcast you're yeah. hosting today. <laughs> no, no. You know what's one, funny? Yeah. Yeah. Shri had one good run on intuition of yeah. the Super Bowl, and he's like, you know what, guys? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, I got. I, I'm having the power thought. I'm kind of psychic, yeah. dude. I know what's going on. Give me the future. Uh, I feel like Arjun said that plenty on the podcast, but um, you know, for me, I, you're I, the only one who keeps talking about it, though. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, sorry, what were we talking about again? Oh, the Dolphins and the Chargers, right? Your vibes, um, yeah. Your yeah. vibes are telling you the Dolphins are going to win. No, I, okay, fine. I, I, I'll list you. I'll give you three reasons why I think the Dolphins are going to win, Rohan. Just to like, just to prove my point, right? The debate's coming yeah. out. No. <laughs> I like the offense match, like the offense defense matchup. I like the Dolphins there. I like the fact that you know the Dolphins have a better. Never mind. I don't have three reasons. I'm just going to take the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you so what you told oh, oh, me is you my like second the reason. Match. My second reason is you like you like the offense versus the defense. No, I don't really know. high level analysis that's coming. Insightful. That's oh, insightful. Oh, and I, and I, trust, yeah. I trust the coaching better. I like Mike McDaniel over Brendan Staley. Okay, so that's my second. Reason. We love so you love Mike McDaniel. We do love Mike McDaniel. Yeah. If there's one person I would hope like from the NFL that could come on the show, it's not a player actually. I would just love to talk to Mike McDaniel. I think. Oh, he seems like such a chill guy. Let's talk bold predictions near the playoffs now. Um, you know, all of us have hot takes, it seems. Shuri, your hot takes, the one time it turned to gold. Um, he's, a hot, he's a hot take. So, artist. actually, Shuri, I'm going to ask you to go first. What's your what's your premonition you have, Nostradamus, for, this, <laughs> for the rest of this uh, for the rest of the season? <laughs> Just watch me be right, and then we'll replay this. Like I'll replay this for like for you guys, like, multiple. Never mind. I'm just going to just, just okay. redo that. Let's just... Cut that out, please. Um, all right, my bold prediction is that the Raiders are going to make the playoffs, and just for the it's it's not even instinctual. It's just like it's the fact that I really genuinely think that just based off of like who they're playing, where they're playing, how they're playing right now, I'm taking the Raiders. Just listen Be to more vague, please. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are they playing? No, I'm, I'm going over it. Just, just get, get the patience, Rohan. They're playing the Rams this Thursday at, in Los Angeles. We know how bad the Rams suck. They're literally three and nine for a reason. Then they're playing the Patriots at home, 
And I understand that Josh McDaniels like worked for Bill Belichick, but I don't care. Devontae Adams is going to cook that team anyway. Then they're <laughs> coming to Pittsburgh, and as much as I like the Steelers, let's just be realistic and let's just give the win to the Raiders. Also, then, the Raiders have destroyed the Steelers historically. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, like even just, when they're bad, they destroy us. <laughs> yeah, and then they play the forty. Okay, now it, it gets kind of tough, right? Now it's just like a little bit of a reach. <laughs> But guess what? They're at home, and we know how passionate Oakland Raiders fans, not Oakland Raiders fans, Las Vegas Raiders fans are. So they are. even if it's against a bum-ass 49ers with their irrelevant quarterback, I'm taking the Raiders. <laughs> and then the last the last game, I, I, I feel like the Chiefs are just going to rest their starters for this. It's going to be the Chiefs versus the Raiders, and the Raiders are going to like they're going to take this one. But I think I'm going to take the Raiders. So they're the ending the year on a... Mind you, they already won two games. So they're ending the year on a seven-game win streak. Yeah. I mean, I can't really... I'm, I'm going to say for the Raiders, those last two games, I don't care if Brock Purdy started that Niners defense, like we said, is going to be tough. And the Chiefs, with how close this one-seed race is going to be, I don't think they'll be resting starters in the final week. All right, regardless, regardless, I, I'm going to take the Raiders just to go with my bold prediction, all right? All right. In the same style of Sharif's prediction, I'm, I think a team's going to go on a win streak here. I but this. it's I in hate, I hate this one more. Than Dude, this this is a shitty prediction. prediction. This it is, is not, yeah. Can I make the goddamn prediction, please? <laughs> Go, go Thank over you. it. Thank you. I think the Detroit Lions are going to go on a run. They're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Wait. He, he, he Let said, me finish. He said, it with, finish. he said it with zero conviction. <laughs> Let so me he, finish. He, just, no. like, he muttered it under his breath. Like the, he's embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> the Lions in the NFC, all it's going to take is 9-8, nine, nine and eight, I think. 9-7-1 and one with how these, these ties are going to work out, but 9-8. and eight. The Lions have a pretty easy schedule coming up. They play this coming week the Vikings, which they almost beat in the Vikings' own house earlier this season. This one's at home. The Lions have played really good at home. So offense is playing great. Put up 40 points this past week. Amonara St. Brown's showing that he's a number one receiver in this league. DeAndre Swift is healthy. The offensive line is healthy. The defense is finally playing really well. Um, they played the Bills close on Thanksgiving. We're forgetting that in Detroit. This is not a bad team. This is, in fact, a pretty good team. They play teams like the Panthers. They can steal one against the Jets. They play the Packers. These are all teams they can beat. None of the teams left on their schedule are unbeatable by any means. I mean, you just said the Vikings aren't unbeatable, and they're ten and two. Okay, Viking, yeah, but yeah, the Vikings yeah, are the yeah, hardest team. You have a pretty damn high definition of I'm unbeatable. I'm just saying the, <laughs> the Vikings are the hardest team on their schedule, and it's a divisional rival, which I give them a chance in. So, the Lions, there's everything is on paper for them. They can afford a loss too, with how bad the nfc is nine and eight will get them in they're saying at five and seven i think i think they can do it okay um patrick mahomes <laughs> yeah. my hot take for him is that he will break the single season passing record for yards set by peyton manning back in what 2015 2013 um of i think around over 5400 yards um right now he's sitting at around give me a second shocks he's sitting at 3808 yards Starting for 314 yards per game. Now, obviously, with the benefit of an added game, he's more likely to beat that record. But what he needs to do is average 340 yards over the last five games of uh, the season, which is a tall task. But I think if anyone's set to do that, it is Patrick Mahomes. And with the way he's been playing, I don't know. I think he can get it done. They're playing. They're, they they got the Broncos, uh, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Broncos again, and then the Raiders. There's three really, really weak pass defenses on here in the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Raiders. But the Broncos. The Broncos are tough, but we haven't seen the Chiefs against the Broncos this year. 
But Broncos have historically played the Chiefs really tough. Even sure. They haven't won, but the defense has played limited Mahomes. It's taken some Mahomes heroics. Sure. 340 is a lot. 340 is a lot. I think that he might falter in those Broncos games, but I think you're going to see some really gaudy numbers against the other three teams, which can propel him very close. That would to be that like 20 at 18 Mahomes level games, basically, we'd, we'd be. No. It's still yeah. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can do these types of things. So I'm going to say he does that, and on top of it, Cherry on top, he gets the MVP as well. You know, my. I, I don't think I have an issue with, like, Patrick Mahomes himself just, like, achieving this, right? I think it's just that when he plays against these, like, bad teams, it's going to come to a point where they just won't need to pass the ball, and they'll just need to—they'll just run the ball. It's just not, mm-hmm. like—like, the, the game strip won't be, like, favorable for him to just be passing, like, 300, 400 yards. So, like, that's the only thing that I see, like, holding his back, holding his back. Like, it's possible, but, like, I feel like that just, like— that's See, in the Texans, it. when they play the Texans in a couple weeks, he may throw for 305 touchdowns in the first half, and they may take him out in the second. Yeah, exactly. Just like they did with Tua. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. That could happen. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope it happens. Um, but I, th- I think we had some pretty bold predictions today. Um, I hope we, we all calm. We had some pretty uh, testy some testy. It's crazy how my prediction, which is pretty outlandish, <laughs> is still the most realistic I, out of the other I ones. thought... I think, actually, the Raiders one is more unrealistic than the Lions one, just based on how the AFC is. The Lions one is still... All right. Oh, because okay. it's the Lions. Well, well guess what? Like, who, 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 like, who's better at predictions? Like, I am. So, no, like, we're not doing that, that's, like, an X factor. Sure, you can't live off of one moment. You're a one-hit wonder. You're, yeah. like, out the hill with yeah. the band, you know? <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We really enjoyed this episode. Um, week 14 is really going to be fun, and... Well, we're getting into December now. Um, playoff football is just around the corner, so we're really excited. Check out our Instagram at on the turf podcast for our picks, uh, power rankings, and all other content to come. We hope you guys enjoyed things like Best of the Week last week. We're hoping to bring back things like that and other special content as we approach the end of the season and into the playoffs. My name is Arjun Ryan. I'm Shri Balmkanda. And I'm Ron Patel. And we'll see you next week on the turf.